I mean, there's over a billion users now, and the platform, uh, TikTok themselves are telling us that 50% of their users aren't even on Facebook or Instagram. So that's absolutely yeah. an incredible number. It's extremely important that you do the organic side one because it's it's so undervalued right now and you're able to literally blow up overnight. I mean, literally the first couple of TikToks, you'll likely see your post to 100K or a million views. One of them is going to do a lot of views because how TikTok hooks you is by one, giving you a lot of exposure early on. The idea is here is you exclude the TikTok data from your other ad platforms. So when you're driving huge waves, you're not interrupting your other placements. I've heard a horror story of people literally launching TikTok ads and then they're like, as soon as I launch my ads, all my Facebook ads, all my Google ads stop working. If you make a post, you could then go live shortly after because now it's going to force it to show. It's going to send out a ping saying to all of your followers that you're live for one. So now everybody who goes and sees your live um, and they click on it, they could end up on your profile and see your most recent TikTok. Are you trying to figure out TikTok advertising? Well, look no further. This episode goes through TikTok marketing like no other. It's a great episode you don't want to miss, so do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology has not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four-fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. In your- Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and, and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real that was a real problem. Hear first-hand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. And um, this is the podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. Now, in on this episode or this particular episode you're about to listen to, this interview, you know, I had I had it with Chase Chappelle. Now, Chase runs an agency. Um, he also runs like a tutorial platform, a training platform essentially for for media buying. And I really wanted to drill him in this episode about TikTok. And he blew my mind. This guy understands the platform inside out. And I mean it inside out. And it got me thinking about funnels on how to use TikTok side by side, your Facebook funnels. But but let's put that aside. What we discussed was how to build out a TikTok, you know, um, you know, campaign essentially, how to build out a TikTok campaign. Um the intricacies, the the attention to detail, exclusions, 
and the 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 approach to creatives on TikTok and and how to layer TikTok with YouTube, you know, um and, and several other platforms. This guy really, really blew my mind. The, the conversation um, was close to an hour um, long. And I, I, I thought, okay, we're going to have a quick conversation for, for about 30 minutes and, you know, we, we wrap it up. But the depth in which, you know, um, Chris was able to share, really, this should be paid content. This is like masterclass level stuff. It's an audio experience, you know, for, for a good part. But this, the, the you know, the, what he shared is just quality, quality stuff. How to repurpose content. Um, we we went, we 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 covered quite a bit. And and so if like you're currently, you know, still thinking about TikTok and want to kind of understand the platform, this is a great primer before you, you know, you start up your account in the first place. So, you know, enjoy this episode. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, you know, do us a favor like this video, follow us, you know, on, on YouTube and, um, and, you know, just start following the work because you're going to enjoy this episode. Now, if you're listening on, on iTunes, um, leave us a review, you know, at, at some point, you know, um, if you feel that we've, we've added, you know, value to your lives. Thank you for all the reviews that have come through thus far. We would love to see more. Um, if you haven't already joined our, our Facebook group, there are conversations, you know, happening there, questions and answers. And um, and that's it for now. Um, enjoy this conversation and episode, and I shall catch you on the other side. Bye for now. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Clavio gives you the tools to get growing faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Non, and Chubbies. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. ShipBob is the global fulfillment leader for e-commerce brands like you. They've actually just launched their first UK fulfillment center, which is quite close to me here in London. London. This gives ShipBob's clients access to e-commerce markets in the US, Canada, and now Europe. ShipBob offers direct integration to merchants running on Shopify, Wix, BigCommerce, WooCommerce, Amazon, eBay, and Walmart. This quote from their site, from Courtney Lee, the founder of Primo Coffee, really stood out for me. She said, I felt like I couldn't grow until I moved to ShipBob. And my CPA accountant even said to me, thank God you switched to ShipBob. I mean, who gets compliments from their accountant? Fulfillment is incredibly time intensive. So hand it over to the best of the best for fast and affordable shipping. To get $500 in free shipping credits today, head over to shipbob.com forward slash 2x. That is S-H-I-P-B-O-B dot com forward slash 2x. And this is the e-commerce podcast dedicated to rapid growth in direct consumer selling.
Now, if you work in marketing at an e-commerce business or a founder, I'm going to help you sell more directly to your customers. And the way I do it is each week on this podcast, I interview an expert, a founder of a direct-to-consumer e-commerce business, or a representative from a best-in-class e-commerce SaaS product. We're focused on helping you improve growth metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, your audience size, and ultimately sales. So the remit to you is to help you, you know, sell more meaningfully and sustainably to your customer base. Now, speaking of which, I have with me Chase Chappell. Now, Chase is a performance marketing expert who runs an, an agency. Um, he manages over $10 million in ad spend and he advises in, well, to the tune of $190 million, I believe, in, in media across platforms. So we're talking Facebook, we're, we're talking Snap, we're, we're talking YouTube, TikTok. And um, he also runs a YouTube channel, which I'm going to share in the show notes. Um, um, it's like a, uh, and he is active in Clubhouse, which um, with a Facebook ads room, I believe. Yeah. Anyway, he is he's the real deal. Um from a performance marketing standpoint, today we're going to talk about TikTok advertising, and we haven't actually spoken about TikTok on this episode. And I, I really want to to dig deep into into TikTok. I've actually started my TikTok page. Um, I started about seven days ago, actually. Um, only hundred and six followers so far. Um, so good. Um, but yeah, uh, I would uh, just without further ado, I'd like to welcome you know Chase. So thank you, Chase, for for coming on. Thank you so much for uh, allowing me to be here. I'm super excited. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Okay, um, let's start off with you with a quick, brief introduction to to what you guys are doing in in in, in Chappelle Training and Ch- Ch- Chappelle Media, I believe. Um, could you take a minute or two to introduce yourself, and then we'll jump right into uh, to, to TikTok. Yeah, absolutely. So at Travel Digital, our agency, we're managing. Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Google ads, YouTube ads, TikTok ads. And we're really focused on the data side of things. So really, there's no opinions we're putting into the entire mix. It's all focused on analytics, making sense of what's working, what's converting, what's actually generating results on the direct-to-consumer side. So that way, we can actually amplify those uh, overall sales for our clients. We're really focused on return on ad spend based. Mm. Uh, And then on the chapel training side, that's where we offer our weekly coaching trainings where people can actually join weekly calls with us. Uh, two times weekly to get you know hands-on live training where we're actually sharing screens. They're showing us their ad accounts on Snapchat, mm-hmm. on TikTok, showing us their ad accounts on uh, Facebook. And we're actually walking through step-by-step what changes they need to make to amplify results. We literally have people spending, you know, whether it's uh, $5 a day, all the way up to $300,000 daily spend, which mm-hmm. is absolutely incredible. So mm-hmm. we really you know, show them how uh, things work across the board. And the reason we you know, advise on such a wide range of spend is because it is based on data. It has nothing to do with the industry or vertical because mm-hmm. numbers are numbers and those speak to you and themselves. I love that. Numbers are numbers. Brilliant stuff. Okay. So you, you're cross-platform. I'd actually call you like omni-channel in that sense within, in terms of like social advertising, you're pure social advertising, you know, um, you know, um, um, agency and training, you know, um, platform. Now, What's in the past one year, um, what has changed? I'm not, I'm not going to talk about TikTok yet, but what has changed in the, um, in just the, the share of attention 
and the share of money of marketing spend in the social advertising space from your perspective, you know, from the people you're, you're from the, from the organizations you're actually, you know, um, advising through to the, 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 the organizations you're, you're managing their, um, their, their ad spend for on behalf of. Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely incredible how much has really changed just in the last year alone. I mean, coming out of COVID, um, you know, during that time period, all these local businesses uh, had previously been placing advertising dollars, whether it's through their local, you know, events or they were sponsoring, you know, shows or they were, you know, putting up uh, uh, placements of ads on, you know, billboards and so forth. And uh, just really doing a lot of community oriented stuff. But the moment all these things changed, even the people who weren't running ads, uh, when COVID came about, everybody really needed to go direct online. They needed to get mm-hmm. people to order from their store online. They all kind of, you know, everything really got fast forwarded a full 10 years. Everybody really realized the true impact of social. And even before COVID, the advertising dollars were being shifted into Facebook. They're sh- being shifted into Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. They're, those platforms are all growing, Snapchat. Mm-hmm. But when COVID hit, almost everyone was really forced in a way to make that switch altogether. So mm-hmm. the spin went up significantly. And, in, you know, Q4, of 2020, lots of people saw huge increases in their CPMs on a lot of platforms. And people were really, you know, having a hard time of understanding how they could really navigate things because the advertisers who once thought they were good really got hammered in the markets because of how much, you know, additional um, marketing dollars really came into play here. And now fast forward here, we are in 2021. We're really in a unique experience here because there's so many more people online now. There's so many more people streaming. There's so many more people browsing on social media that really the individuals who have launched other social media apps are starting to find a lot of growth because they're able to provide something that you know a lot of users have been yearning for, like short-form content. Um, when people are home all day, you know, watching uh, long-form content all day can r- really be hard when you might have kids or when you're really mm-hmm. um, in a fast-paced lifestyle, even in your own home. So shorter-form content's really been exploding as of lately, and that's where you're seeing Clubhouse getting. You know, just in the last month, they've been doing about 2.2 million downloads a day. I remember joining TikTok back in Q4 of last year. They didn't even have 300,000 people on the platform yet. Now they're doing 2.2 million downloads a day. So that just goes to show you that attention is shifting towards audio format, podcasts are up, and you know, short-term format is working really well. You're seeing shorts now on YouTube. It's exploding. You're also seeing TikTok. I mean, there's you know, over a billion users now. And the platform, uh, TikTok themselves are telling us that Fifty percent of their users aren't even on Facebook or Instagram, so that's absolutely yeah, an incredible number. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But there's certainly a a new way. Well, first of all, it's generational. It's a generational shift. That, that's what I've noticed, and um, it's it's training. Uh, it, it's actually adapted to their short attention span. Um, that's another thing I've I've um, and 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 their thus you know what you're alluding to, which is short form content. Um, so we, 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 we have, um, you know, YouTube in the game, we have Instagram in the game, and we also have TikTok. Um, where, which is the most promising or is there, or should we all just, you know, spread our marketing dollars across, you know, the board in, in that respect? Yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, when you're, when you're, when you are limited to a budget, let's say that you have a thousand dollars, it's best to stick to one platform in those days. Um, because you're going to get a lot more out of your dollars because you're going to be able to optimize a little bit more efficiently. You're going to learn the platform more effectively. Um, and you're going to be consistently staying in front of the faces on those 
you know, social on that specific social media app you're promoting on, let's say it's Facebook, you have a thousand, you know, monthly budget. It's good to keep it on, you know, Facebook, Instagram and their products because you can get the results. It can be consistent for you then. Um, but as you grow that spend, let's say that your spend is now 10 to, or let's say it's even 5,000 to 15,000. That's, you know, five, 15 times what your ad spend used to be. And now it makes sense to start looking at additional platforms because you start to become over leveraged on Facebook and you don't want to be mm. over leveraged. February 18th, just recently, Facebook had a delivery issue across their entire system and caused a lot of advertisers to see a big drop in revenue over those next couple of days. If any advertiser saw a big drop in revenue in terms of uh, results and them not getting a lot of sales, well, that means you're pretty much over leveraged because you're really relying on a large piece of your business to be on one platform. So if they mm. shut down your account, if you no longer are able to run ads there, you're literally talking about an entire revenue stream that you're dependent and reliant on. And so is your employees and team and whoever you're supporting is too. That's a dangerous situation to be in. So it makes sense, you know, as you grow your ad spend, I'd really advise to start looking at different, you know, platforms like TikTok, like you know, YouTube and Google to be able to diversify a bit and gain additional traffic streams. Let's mm. say Facebook's down, but you're on Google, YouTube, and TikTok, and all of those are up. Well, you're still consistent. And there's nothing to really worry about there. Mm. So speaking of which, would you suggest getting organic traction on maybe IG Reels or, or TikTok first? where you, you, you know you're controlling an audience, you, you know you have the attention, you have some attention currency before even starting up with performance marketing on a platform like Facebook? Or um, would you do the reverse? You know, wh- what, what are you seeing like, um, you know, best in class, um, you know, e-commerce brands do in, in that respect of, um, of um, you know, their funnel? How, how especially in this ecosystem that includes, you know, um, TikTok shots, just short form content in general? Yeah, that's a super great question. I'm so glad you asked that. I, it's extremely important that you do the organic side one because it's it's so undervalued right now and you're able to literally blow up overnight. I mean, literally the first couple of TikToks, you'll likely see your post do 100K or a million views. One of them is going to do a lot of views because how TikTok hooks you is by one, giving you a lot of exposure early on so that way you can experience that for yourself. Once you get that big lift, you're going to feel super excited. Two, you've reached now 100 to a million people depending on how good the content was. And that is super powerful. That can drive a lot of new eyeballs to your brand can get you a lot of organic traffic for free. There, you know, This is something anybody can do. Doesn't require any high production. Doesn't require any marketing does it, dollars. Doesn't require any budget. It's totally free to do. And you make these posts on TikTok and organic social media, and you can literally see thousands of views come in regularly. And they're pushing it a lot heavier than other placements. You know, If you make a Facebook post, you're only going to reach 5% of your audience. That, that platform's so matured that they have dialed in who they're going to show you know, what posts to at what time and when they want to. Mm. But, you know, on platforms like TikTok and Instagram Reels and YouTube Shorts, you're able to reach incredible volume, like hundreds of thousands, millions of people very easily, a lot easier than any other platform and be able to get that exposure organically. And it's a good habit to get into because it really teaches you to learn what works on those platforms. So that way, when you're ready, 
you don't, you know, make any mistakes with your own money when you're ready to advertise. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's a training, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a practice session, essentially, um, to, to getting you to, to know what works. Now, there is the case of views, you know, where you're getting a million views. And then there's the other case of call to action. How do you convert views, essentially attention, to a call to action? Because if you have a call to action to your website, um, you, you then have currency, right? So you're driving traffic through to your website. You then have pixel data. You have the opportunity to you know, capture emails. But there, there seems to be this thing where these platforms tend to want you to, keep, to stay on their platform um, if you're, you're in the organic you know, play. And then they will let you drive traffic to your website when you buy advertising from their platform. So um, how do you bridge that gap or, that gap or hack you yes. know, that discrepancy of organic views where obviously people know about you and they see you um, and um, website traffic, which is absolute currency in, in the e-commerce world? Wow. Absolutely. Another fantastic question. Um, so from the past, where we've come from, it's important to know. Facebook, if you put a link in your post organically and you post it, you're getting even less reach than you would without a link. Mm-hmm. They don't want people leaving their platform because the only way they make money is by keeping you on the platform, right? It's a free app. They need you to be engaged. They need you to see ads to potentially click on them. So that way they have more impressions to share and show, right? So we've learned that platforms over their maturity, over, you know, after five, 10, 15 years like Google, YouTube, those things will limit reach and they'll limit your delivery. Now, the way that you can you know, hack the system per se on a platform like TikTok is what people are finding is if you put a really good piece of content out consistently, right? what's going to end up happening is at the very end of that video, if you have a one second portion of it, if you put follow for more, subscribe for more, or click the link in my bio to find out, you're actually seeing a, the same amount of reach as just any of your other posts without it. There's actually no holdback on delivery. So you're able to get that in at the very last couple of seconds and gain a huge wave of actual followers or gain a lot. Of, you're gaining that social currency to then direct your site. Mm-hmm. And if you say, hey, part two is in the link in my profile, well, there's all the data coming from that aspect of it. And so you're able to capture a lot of attention early on on these platforms. And right now on TikTok, most people can get the link automatically with just creating a profile to actually link your site. Um, but you know, for everyone, it's usually after the 1,000 follower mark. And almost mm. anybody can get 1,000 followers within the first month just by a couple of posts because they're going to push you out so much. Yeah. And if you have those call to actions at the end of your post, you're going to see good growth. I actually hacked it. Um, I, I changed my profile to like a business profile. Yes. And I got, I think I got a link, you know, a bio link. Um, yeah. So, so, um, what are the steps? Um, what, what are the steps what, what, with TikTok advertising? Um, now, does it work very similarly to 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 Facebook advertising? Um, what what are the basics? What what should people serve? Um, what what must people know before um before t- attempting to to get their hands on on TikTok? You know, advertising as a platform. 
Yeah, I think over time, TikTok's going to resemble more of like what Facebook's doing. Similar to how Snapchat over time is really, you know, you'll see their interfaces are fairly similar. The process is fairly similar. And they're starting to learn, you know, after all the testing, they're pretty much finding out the same thing that these large tech companies already have. Um, so TikTok right now, it's not, you know, it's not, they're, they're, they're diff- definitely different things for sure. Um, different audiences, the platforms are certainly different. They have similar structures, but the ways you do everything is pretty much um, you know, the targeting similar, but there are things that require you to set up that Facebook wouldn't. And one of those things is you need to turn on ad authorization on your profile. Mm-hmm. If you have a TikTok profile, if you were to launch ads without turning this thing on, you would actually post an ad without it being connected to your profile. Let's say your own ad goes viral. That'd be super cool. But if there's nobody able to go to your profile, uh-oh, you're not getting any followers. All those likes are going for nothing. You can actually connect your profile. A lot of people don't know this through ad. Uh, you just go to your privacy settings and you turn on ad authorization. And that allows you to run ads from your page. And now they're connected, which most advertisers, next time you see a TikTok ad, try clicking on the profile and see if it actually takes you there. Mm. Likely, the profile image they select will take you to their website because it's not connected to the profile. Now, your main goal isn't just profile views, of course, but it's an added benefit because if your ad's directing them to a site, at least that's taking them there. And if they want to check your profile, they can. So that way it's a two, you know, a two plus instead of just a one plus with you only being able to mm. send them to the site. So now you're gaining the followers and gaining the traffic. Mm. So once that's connected, you obviously need to set up your pixel tracking so you can capture the data through TikTok. And you want to make sure that if you're going to run ads, this is super imperative, even for large uh, advertisers, even people who are doing maybe a thousand sales a month on their store, um, this is going to affect, it's going to affect everybody if you're running TikTok ads and running ads from other placements. So let's say you've built up a really good revenue source from Facebook, Google, YouTube, email, anywhere. It, It can be anywhere. You've built up a good source and you're using a tracking code to optimize. The moment you decide to run TikTok ads, if you don't use UTMs, in your actual link, and you don't exclude these UTM values in your ads on Facebook, what's going to happen is because TikTok has such incredible click-through rates, because there's so many people there, there's not a ton of advertisers yet, you're going to get a huge wave of clicks. And what can happen is it can fill up all your lookalikes on other platforms. It can fill up all your actual data from TikTok and these other audiences and totally lower the quality scoring of it. And so the idea is here is you exclude the TikTok data from your other ad platforms. So when you're driving huge waves, you're not interrupting your other placements. I've heard a horror story of people literally launching TikTok ads. And then they're like, as soon as I launch my ads, all my Facebook ads, all my Google ads stopped working. Mm -hmm. So one of the scary things is there is make sure you use UTMs and exclude those values in your other audiences on other platforms. So that way you can get the benefits of TikTok and the traffic, but don't have to worry about, you know, a lot of people who might not purchase affecting your other data. So how do you, how do you exclude the, you know, how do you, ex- how, how, how would you get Facebook to exclude TikTok traffic? Absolutely. So when you go to create a custom audience, if you were to hit create audience and it says custom, you select mm-hmm. custom, it'll give you a couple of options. One of them is going to say website. You select website and it's going to list your events. It'll either say like website visitors, it'll say mm-hmm. page views, view content, purchase. All you're going to do is just select page views. And then there's going to be a spot that says filter by URL parameters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're going to select filter by URL parameters. 
And when you do that, it's going to open up a box that literally allows you to type in parameters. And all you're doing is typing in the exact same word you used on TikTok, which is just going to be TikTok to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. And any person who visited your website with the URL UTM TikTok in it, it will automatically exclude them from showing up in any data on Facebook and prevent them from populating in an audience. Mm. Now, here's the reverse. If you want to retarget those people, then you just use that exact same audience in a retargeting campaign. Mm -hmm. So that way you can still show up after they've seen you on TikTok. If they do go to Facebook, if they do go to Instagram, you're showing up wherever they're going. Achieving that omni. It seems like um, YouTube might be a better complementary platform to TikTok. And, and here's my thinking. Please refute, um, or you know, um, beg to dick, differ if 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 you think. Um, so I'm thinking like the 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 under 25 year old demographic, under 29 year old demographic on TikTok is more likely to have a YouTube account than they're likely to have a Facebook. But here's the thing: they will have Instagram. So. Yeah. I was, I was thinking, yeah, so you could still retarget them via Instagram, but they're more likely to have a YouTube than, than Facebook. And I was thinking if you drive a lot of traffic through from TikTok through to your website, then you might be better off, um, you know, um, retargeting on YouTube with YouTube ads, um, to them. Um, so there's much more of a congruent message, um, on there. What, what are your thoughts? No, yeah, absolutely. I actually do agree with you there that because what's happening is is all these um, TikTok creators are video-based primarily. Mm. Um, And the first platform that really resonates with them outside of TikTok for transferring followers is YouTube. Um, Mm. And a lot of these younger uh, audiences are on YouTube because in the mornings they'll wake up, they'll watch YouTube videos uh, before school or they'll, you know, they really enjoy the YouTube content, but they've been needing the short form. So now they're TikTok. And so those platforms really mesh well together. And the reason Instagram is really coming into play is because they have the reels. Mm -hmm. So a lot of TikTokers are directing people to Instagram. So anybody who doesn't really have the Instagram profile that is on TikTok might download it for those purposes of following their favorite content creator. Mm -hmm. Now, there's no connection points to Facebook here other than the fact that they own that platform, Instagram, to run ads on. Mm -hmm. So a lot of TikTokers, if you'll see, and I'm sure you've seen this, on Clubhouse, you'll see TikTok 4 million followers, YouTube 3.3. They'll mm-hmm. have their like follower counts in there on Clubhouse and it'll always be TikTok YouTube. You don't really see anything else. That's the only two things they're putting in their uh, profile. These TikTokers are. So all their followers are really, you know, deep into both of those platforms. So that would be a perfect complimentary, you know, way to run ads. Interesting. Interesting. You're making me think, mate. <laughs> um, so another question I had was in, in regards to TikTok as a platform. What do you think, where's the demographic cutoff point by age? Um, so if your product or your brand um, appeals to, you know, certain age demographic, when is TikTok a no-no or is, is that even, should it ever be a no-no? Yeah, no, I I wouldn't say it's a no-no. I I know it's harder for bigger brands to make a decision because they need such wide reach and uh, need to have a specific range of, you know, let's say if they're wanting 55 to 64 and they need that, they might not put all their, you know, they might not put a large marketing budget towards TikTok. Mm. I mean, it's going to be harder for them to get their board convinced and so forth to move there. But specifically, what's happening right now on TikTok is an interesting thing. You're seeing dads of TikTok. You're seeing yeah. moms of TikTok. You're seeing 
grandmas on TikTok. You're seeing a lot of older demographics getting on there and having fun. Um, and because their kids are on there, so they want to follow. Mm-hmm. And so now they're on TikTok. Um, I see lots of you know, people's uh, friends and family and parents sending them TikToks to their you know, uh, relatives and stuff like that. And they're downloading the platform. So the ages are definitely increasing. Now, there's not necessarily a cutoff, but there is you know, a larger majority of you know, individuals from the age of 13 to 24. Overwhelmingly, that's where you're going to ha- see a large okay. portion of your audience. But there's a lot of people joining in those upper demographics. We're looking at 30s. That's a very fast-growing one on TikTok. Yeah. There's millennials. You got you know, all of the uh, uh, mothers who are housewives and stuff like that doing stuff with their husbands and you know, with their friends, and that's growing. And then you have the dads of TikTok that are pushing the 40s, 50s, and 60s age. Yeah. And then you have kids showing their parents on TikTok. So mm. now you're attracting other parents. Mm. So it's a really interesting dynamic, which opens up a lot of opportunities for brands who have those older demographics. Mm-hmm. A lot of the viral videos I'm seeing on TikTok involve, you know, daughters, mothers, grandmas, you know, they, they try and involve, you know, older folks. There's some who, um, there's this other one um, who's always making fun of a dad. Uh, it, it's like, obviously <laughs> the, the emotion is kind of like to trigger humor. Essentially people are there to, to be entertained. And I don't think any other platform is, is, is doing it as well. You know, as as they as as as, as they they're doing it right now. Um, the another question I had was um, in in regards to um, yeah, I'm also seeing creators. You know, um, the the just elderly. Well, no one call them elderly, but like you know, um, yeah, more mature sure. um, creators. So, um, yeah, so so. What about um, retargeting on on TikTok? Um, how how effective is is retargeting? Um, you know, based off on views, for instance. So let's say your ad is doing well, or based off an engagement, since it's a highly engaging you know platform. Um, does does it yeah. work? Is it perfected? Is it anywhere near the the tech um, Facebook have? Yeah, certainly. That's a very interesting question. And we're looking into the data ourselves on this. But what we're finding is is the moment people want to start running retargeting to expand maybe their budget. Uh, if you go on TikTok, it's still being treated as almost awareness because people hadn't yet seen your retargeting ads on TikTok before. So it's almost as if they're, being, they're becoming aware to you being on another platform. And you'll see in the comments, people saying like, I didn't know you're on TikTok. Or they'll say, oh my gosh, I didn't know they were here. Um, and then they'll like tag their friends. And it's more so of like them saying, wow, they are on TikTok rather than them saying, oh, I'm going to buy this because I saw this ad before, mm. right? So even though it's retargeting and you're showing it to those people who have seen your stuff previously, it's still being treated to the audience more as like an awareness because it's the first time they've actually been exposed to you on that platform. Now, if you're running cold audiences to TikTok natively, gaining new you know, viewers, people who've never been exposed to your brand before, and you start running retargeting, the chances of it being more conversion-based are going to increase dramatically. Um, so, you know, if you're going to do a retargeting approach, it's going to require a high amount of frequency and more of a new angle and new idea of what's working on TikTok than it is of saying, hey, our retargeting ads work over here. Let's place them from Facebook to, you know, TikTok. Mm-hmm. It can actually dilute the conversion value for you rather than, you know, aid is what we're definitely seeing here. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. 
accidents happen. Perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a CSV import completely messed up your product catalog. Common myth? Cloud-based e-commerce platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store. This is simply untrue. They don't. Myth busted. So what do you do? You use Rewind. Rewind will protect Shopify and BigCommerce stores with automatic backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. So here's the deal for 2Xs. If you head over to rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind, you'll get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X e-commerce podcast, they'll extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind backups. Remember to head over to rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial. Have you noticed that no matter how amazing a product might be, you can always tell when it's being sold on Shopify? So many merchants use the same themes, layouts, and photography, making it easy to spot a Shopify store from a mile away. If you're going to build a fast-growing brand, then that should include using your website to continue that storytelling and give customers an experience that stands out. That's why Famous exists. Famous enables brands on Shopify to easily build beautiful landing pages and product pages that include custom video, animation, and more. All pages built on Famous are optimized for storytelling and selling on desktop and mobile. You can try it for free at famous.co forward slash 2x. That is famous.co forward slash 2x. Yeah, and, and the, the other thing to, to, to layer in is the purchase and power of the 13 to 24 year old demographic. Obviously, it gets better the older, but you just have to be very cognizant of, um, of um, the ability to convert, you know, as, as customers. Um, yeah, so so in in regards to content, you know, there there are all sorts of you know transitions and in, in TikTok and content types. Do do you want to sort of, um, give us some tips on on creative creation? Um, would you use like a viral video, a viral audio, um, and are there copyright implications for you using a you know a, you know using a, a soundtrack commercially? Um, what are the best practices in, you know, in, in, in creatives for, for TikTok advertising? Yeah. The moment you decide to run ads, the games change. Um, copyright implications do come into play. Mm. Um, TikTok has, you know, partnerships with Spotify, who has partnerships with, you know, all the big uh, recording agencies and record companies and so forth that um, distribute and control the, you know, music industry there. Um, but organically speaking, you can post a video and use these, you know, uh, famous songs or trending songs right now or top hits that are from uh, these amazing uh, actor, uh, singers and songwriters and 
that's fine. It's not, it's, they can, there's nothing to claim there because there's no revenue being generated on the organic side. But the moment you decide to make a promotional post where you're featuring a product or running it as an ad, it gets copyrighted. Um, there, it's, you can get striked for it. They're going to claim, uh, you know, they're going to whine, want to either claim revenue or two, they're going to prevent you from running it all together. If you try taking one of your TikToks that went viral with um, a soundtrack that works really well, a top hit on like the top 40s, and you try to place in your ad, it's going to get rejected by TikTok. If you try to do that on Facebook, it's going to get rejected. Anywhere you, if you place it on YouTube, it'll get rejected. Also, if you transfer your organic from TikTok to YouTube Shorts and it has those um, soundtracks in them that are uh, on top 40s, they're going to tell you that it's copyrighted and you can't monetize it. Mm. Um, and what you might find is those companies might turn on monetization just to receive the revenue. And that's where it could creep into your other dollars earned without you knowing, which is mm. a scary thing. You don't want people taking too much money from you. Mm-hmm. So it's a fine line. You should definitely do no audio on uh, your actual TikTok ads. And TikTok knows this is an issue because a lot of the virality comes from a good you know, rhythm, good beat, a good, mm-hmm. you know, good music. And so what they do is they provide, you know, they have these uh, people who are on TikTok that are creating specifically for TikTok. Have you heard the song like, I'm in the house, bored, I'm bored in the house? That song where there's this guy who made a video on TikTok of just him, you know, just singing. And it became, you know, a thing only on TikTok and everybody wanted to listen to it outside of there. Mm. So TikTok's looking for creators to create content that can be used that have viral, viral beats a part of them. So that way advertisers can still leverage that, you know, ability that allows most people to get a lot of views to begin with. Mm. Mm. So it, it's, this is, yeah, this is, this is just unknown territory for me, but like, I'm, I'm soaking it all up. I'm, I'm soaking it all up. It's, 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 it's fascinating in, in, in that respect. Um, and the other point I wanted to make initially was, um, you know, TikTok is such an open platform that, you know, um, kids, obviously it's feed, it's, it's a feed format on like Snapchat that was kind of closed where you could hide from your parents if you wanted to you could just create you know groups and share you know with groups in in snapchat um but tiktok just seems so so much more open you know in in that respect the question i had was um something i was exploring last night actually which was um tiktok live and apparently it's you know um a lot of creators are, are using it to to gain followers um um and i'm just more affinity with your audience um it is lives really exclusively from your perspective um a thing for for creators in TikTok or would you say that um you know lives brands can you know utilize lives um to 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 to, to gain more engagement awareness and awareness on on TikTok as a platform yeah so what the what a lot of TikTokers are saying with ways that they're hacking the engagement, so to say. Cause I I've been texting a couple of, you know, individuals who are on TikTok that have over 10 million followers and understanding what's making things work. And one of the things I'm hearing is that if you make a post, you could then go live shortly after because now it's going to force it to show it's going to send out a ping saying to all of your followers that you're live for one. And so now everybody who goes and sees your live um, and they click on it, they could end up on your profile and see your most recent TikTok. So therefore, you're gaining a quick engagement boost. Um, another thing is, is with those engagements, if you then direct all the people, hey, I just made a new TikTok, go check it out. That's also taking those followers and people listening live to go do that. And so you're getting an engagement lift. Now, 
there is ways that, you know, you can be going live and literally people, there's this feature on there where individuals can like, uh, you know, give you uh, little rewards and you get paid like a couple of pennies for every reward you get. So like people are going live and it's only a few pennies because there's not a lot of money there yet. Um, but over time, people will be going live and they'll be able to get paid through their audience and all their audience has to do is just like gift these little rewards and TikTok's funding a lot of that. So like you mm-hmm. could go live and start seeing revenue coming in from that as well. So yeah, certainly a good way to boost engagement. It's definitely a, a way to actually show up on your follower list. But if you're looking to reach all new individuals, you know, uh, you want to be hitting the For You page for sure. Uh, so Lives is a good way to get in front of your followers because right now, a lot of people don't reach their current followers. They'll gain like a million people, but they're still only reaching 3% of those million. Even on TikTok. Um, even on TikTok. They're not mm. showing it to the followers. Um, they are. Don't, it's not that they're not. They're delivering it significantly less. And I mean, if you go look at analytics, you'll see most of your For You and even large TikTokers, people who have 10 million plus, 5 million, 3 million plus are saying the same thing. They're only reaching new people, which is not a bad thing because you're gaining all this exposure and the tides will turn. Eventually what they're going to do is they'll start to adjust the algorithm and you'll see that you're mainly reaching your, um, own, your own audience. Mm. Um, and so that's going to be good because you would have acquired all these the easy way, um, which is now good for all these people who haven't gone on TikTok yet to mm-hmm. get in on the ground floor, take advantage of this current update before they do, you know, force out into your following currently. Mm. So lots to take in again. <laughs> you keep on dropping. You keep on dropping. Okay. Um, what about campaign objectives? So if I was to log into my TikTok advertising account, you know, um, what objectives do, do does, does TikTok offer? Yeah, surprisingly, they offer uh, a good amount of objectives. Um, one of those is conversions. So if mm-hmm. you've been, you know, direct to e-commerce and you go for the direct to conversion, you're not awareness based and you want sales, they do offer that. Mm-hmm. Now, their pixels not as sophisticated as these other platforms are. TikTok's young; they're in the baby stages. It's going to take them time for their development team to get, you know, the idea and understanding of how these other things work. And maybe TikTok's going to hire some people who've worked at these other tech companies to, mm-hmm. you know, aid them in this. So you're going to have to go through and place your pixel on, you know, these certain events to get them to show up. Now, if you're on like Shopify, TikTok has an app on there now where you can connect this automatically, and it's going to help integrate and automatically find some of these uh, actual events for your conversion base. So it's a lot easier. But if you're not on Shopify, you're going to have to learn how to place these things until there's enough integrations out there where you know it's seamless. Uh, so you can run conversion campaigns. You can run link clicks. You can drive them you know, where you're only looking for link clicks. You can drive it to where you're only looking for maximum reach, maximizing literally the number of comments you get. You could run an objective for comments. That's not really something you do on Facebook. You can run an engagement campaign, but you don't choose comments. Um, so, I mean, this could be a really good thing for giveaways, even though that's sort of, that's partially against their policy, but there's creative ideas that haven't really yet been fully flushed out here that opens up an avenue for creators to come up with stuff. Um, and even advertisers who really haven't explored objectives like that before. So, I mean, there could be some cool things there. You can specifically optimize for likes. You could specifically optimize for shares. You could optimize for watch time. Um, on Facebook, it's video views. You're not really optimizing for a specific threshold, though. No. Um, and so there are a lot of conversion objectives there. Uh, you know, if you're conversion based, definitely stick to conversions and teach that pixel. You're going to want it to get data. They need lots of data. Um, so everybody who's starting out, it's not going to be you know super sophisticated yet. You are going to be helping this process and teaching them. Mm. Um, Do they but have it is event- good to have? 
Go ahead. Do they have events and custom audiences you could build? Yeah, you can even do lookalikes. So there's custom audiences you can certainly build. Uh, You can launch lookalikes off of those custom audiences, um, just how you would on other platforms, and be able to target those individuals. Right Mm -hmm. now, the things that are really working is keeping audience targeting broad. Uh, And then also, if you're US-based in in Europe or Canada, um, you're going to want to stick to the TikTok placement. Now, on other platforms, it's good to not dive into placements. Anybody who's mm. really been using placements on like Facebook where they're only doing feeds, it's not a good idea. You should stick to broad because the algorithm is really yeah, exactly. sophisticated. But on TikTok, it's good to stick to broad on everything but your placement, okay? Mm. Because they have other apps that are part of the TikTok ecosystem. Just how Facebook has third-party network, Instagram, Messenger, WhatsApp. TikTok has a similar thing, except it's not those platforms, it's other ones. And those other platforms are actually in different countries. like. Indonesia, um, in Malaysia, in covering countries these apps are coming from. So you don't want to be showing ads on a placement where you know you do not get purchases from. Mm. So you can save yourself. And even TikTok themselves say this. Like if you're based in US, Canada, Europe, and you know your sales are coming from these you know, major uh, economies or Australia, then stick to the TikTok placement because you don't want to show your ad on placements that absolutely you know you don't have customers from mm. those countries in. Is there not um, country targeting where you just restrict um, by country, by geo? So there is, but there's a a problem they're running into is they have not um, excluded. So like, for instance, let me use Google as an example. If you select United States, you are selecting United States, but what you might find is you're still delivering ads in other countries. And a Mm -hmm. lot of people don't realize that until they find out from an agency or somebody who shows them. What it really means is, we want to target anybody who's in the U.S., but if somebody's similar to this person in the U.S., it's okay to show outside mm. of this. So that's what the hook is, right, with TikTok. And that's also how they diversify their spend mm. to keep CPM costs down. So it's you might select U.S., but in some cases, if people are similar, they might show it outside of. It slips through the cracks. Okay, um, just final questions around um, creatives and um, repurposing you know, creatives. One's around like, um, the ability to just repost to YouTube shorts and Instagram reels, you know, um, content generated on TikTok. Obviously it comes with, and they cleverly did this, you know, with the, with the TikTok logo and the creator's name. It's, it was so, so clever. That has been one of the, the, the major reasons that platform has really, you know, done well. But um, how do you sort of remove the the TikTok branding because I I heard um just some conversation on um on Twitter that um Instagram might be reducing the reach or completely even preventing TikTok tagged um you know content and on on its platform but but how, w- what is your cross promotion strategy what does it look like what do best in class um you know brands and creators do absolutely love it this is by far my favorite question here. You've asked so many amazing questions. This one here is my most excited one to answer because this is what I've been breathing for the last couple of months now. Mm. Um, There's a workflow. And yes, if you think, once again, if we go back to the past to understand where we've come from, when was the last time you've seen a reel, a post that says musically or vine on the actual post? So on Instagram, you probably haven't seen a post where there's vine written on top of the video or Mm -hmm. musically. Mm -hmm. And 
once in time, you used to only see Musical.ly or Vine if you were on Instagram in the early days when those platforms were popping. They had a very similar thing um, where they would show the actual logo on top of the video. But Instagram eventually changed the algorithm and boom, all of a sudden one day, nobody sees that stuff anymore. Now those platforms did start to die out over time, but this could have been a big contributor in their death. Um, And we obviously know they got bought out and some were shut down because of that. Um, There's no one thing to sum it up to, but at the end of the day, the algorithms did adjust on Instagram and they did prioritize that. So that is coming. We know the future is coming. History does repeat itself. So in order to get around that, what you need to do is there's two ways. One, you can go to your profile. You go to privacy. uh, Actually, scratch that. You go to your profile. You go to creator studio. Then there's going to be something that says uh, request data. And you're going to click on your uh, data and privacy. And then there's going to be a button that says request data, download now. You're going to request and download your data. And then you're going to receive this file after two to three days of every single thing you've ever done on TikTok. It's going to tell you comments, all this other stuff. You're going to ignore it. Choose the first file that says video. And it's going to give you every TikTok you've ever uploaded with no logos. It's going to have all the music, all the volume and everything. Okay, but you have to accept Numbers, the, the delay, the time delay, right? Yeah, there is a delay. Now, if you're impatient and you want to post now, because I know you're excited, you go to Google and you search TikTok uh, video downloader and you can download your video automatically, same way, just by pasting your URL link in there. There's no catch. It's no cost. Um, there are sites out there that allow you to do this. Um, some of them will just crop the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. Others actually know how to entirely take the video without having to worry about that. So you do save the time. Yeah, the workflow. Chase, the workflow that's incredible. Is the important part. Yeah, these are bombs. These are masterclass bombs you're dropping here. <laughs> I should stop now. <laughs> right, right, right. Amazing, amazing stuff. Okay, so so you could do that now. Um, what about so so that's the on the organic front, and they they do pretty well, right? Cross platform. Oh yeah, and interestingly enough, I get you know. Um, I got a million views the first week on TikTok. Then I'm average anywhere between 10 and uh, 80,000 views per post. Okay. Now, when I put it on Instagram, my audience historically is typically older because most of the people who are looking to learn ads and so forth um, usually are, you know, out of college and are really, you know, already into their career, have their business, or they're in an agency or working somewhere. Okay. So Instagram is a, you know, more of that 24 plus and I see way more growth on Instagram than I do on my TikTok. And I'm literally taking my TikToks, putting them on Instagram, and I'm getting way more engagements, way more reach, way more uh, growth there than I am on TikTok. I'm getting hundreds of thousands weekly on Instagram just by moving a video that only took me to create it once on TikTok and posting it to Reels. That's, that's a beauty of um, just content and the you know the scalability of the web i must try that out i must try i'm going to start it out this week for sure now how does this translate in performance so um you know so taking um some of that content as if it's not copyrighted um are you repurposing some tiktok ads and tiktok um, organic content um on um, on the Facebook advertising platform, and is it working? So, as for our agency, the only ads you'll see from us. Oh, let me rephrase: ninety percent of the ads you'll see from us are TikTok videos. <laughs> They're converting really well. People love them. Yeah, it's new. It's highly engaging. They're yep. quick. They're delivering a lot of value very yep. quickly, and so they work. Uh, 
And obviously, we want to have other content mixed in with that. But yes, it is converting quite well. We're even doing that for our clients as well. You know, food delivery service business, uh, e-commerce, where we're taking the videos that they're creating on TikTok and putting them on, you know, the Instagram ads, Facebook ads, and they are performing quite well. They actually mm. are per- performing better than, you know, TikTok themselves. Mm. But that's only because the algorithm and the sophistication of the platforms are dialed in and tuned. Whereas TikTok is eventually going to get there. Um, but TikTok, once again, is really good for that awareness and organic early growth and ad awareness growth as well. It almost feels like the the video editor in, in TikTok is kind of like, you know, the, the best out there when it comes for when it comes to creative, just building out creatives now. Um, question I have is I want to go deeper, just a bit deeper before I let you go in, in regards to, um, creatives. Um, what kind of emotions at an emotive level, what kind of objectives do you have, um, with your ads, with your TikTok, you know, style ads on Facebook? Um, are they humorous? Um, are they very functional? Um, Are they very salesy? Um, Are they Mm -hmm. more demo videos or um, do they just entertain and do a bunch of other things? You know, Um, I'd love to. to... There's a lot that goes into it for such a short amount of time. Certainly. Um, There's a framework we follow, which is one, keep it under 30 seconds if possible. Mm -hmm. Um, YouTube shorts and Instagram reels. If you go over 30 seconds, you can't even place it on Instagram reels. So you don't want to, you know, you might as well just get in the habit of staying under 30 seconds to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you know that you've got to stay under 30 seconds and keep in mind, YouTube shorts favors eight seconds and 15 seconds under. So you might even get in the habit of doing 15 seconds only. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's say you have 15 to 30. You're already capped on time. So you've got to be fast. Every clip you now need to consider no longer than three seconds. So now, you know, whatever you're going to say either needs to be said in a second or within the three seconds. So now, you know, you've got to be fast. Um, and then you got to use what are called jump cuts. If you really want to keep people engaged, a jump yeah. cut is simply taking a clip. You record that clip for that one to three seconds, and then you stop and record another clip somewhere else. If you're just holding it the entire time, you're going to get way less engagement and way less, you know, people actually focusing on it. The virality aspects will go down. Okay. So those are the fundamentals. Now, when you're talking about the emotional, you know, cues that are going to, you know, really resonate, you have to be, you know, the human to human connection has to be there. Now, if you're in the service business, uh, showcasing how-tos are really good. It's going you know, to be great. You demonstrating your knowledge, showcasing your value. Now, if you want to step it up uh, a notch, you can start really tapping into the humorous side. If you're showcasing something, show yourself doing something funny in the video. Like literally as you're talking, have a recording of yourself all of a sudden doing, you know, you don't have to be dancing, but you could do... Uh, end it with a joke or something exciting or something your audience didn't expect that people are now commenting in like, Hey, did you see that? Um, we're like, there's literally people will get their dogs in the background, just like dancing around while they're talking about something. Mm -hmm. And so like, those are things that are tapping into the, you know, human psyche here that are really engaging. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the viral aspect, um, usually service-based business and individuals who are on, uh, really focusing on the service-based education side, e-commerce, if you're there, 100,000 to 1 million views is typically the average. That's like considered viral for those businesses. But as a creator, to do like, you know, 1 to 10 million to 10 million plus, you have to tell a story. It has to have a beginning, middle, and end for sure. 
Um, if you go back to time, if we fast forwarded, you know, 50,000 years ago, you would see people around campfires telling stories. And what you'll see is telling a story is impactful. There's this creator called uh, Alex Stemp. And if you go to his TikTok, you'll see how well he is. He has over 12 million now uh, followers. And what you'll see is he makes videos that go viral all the time. He's the guy who uh, made strangers famous. He's a street photographer. He'll literally take photography of people on the streets and tell a story about, hey, I just met this random person. I want to tell your story through photography. And he'll Mm -hmm. just get some random person and do a photo shoot with them, show the beginning, how he uh, met them, the middle, the photography shoot, the end, which is the result of the photography, the outcome of how beautiful those people are and how amazing their story is. He's doing it with cops. He's Mm -hmm. doing it with uh, people on the beach. He's doing it with couples. He's doing it with uh, individuals just getting married. He's doing it with dogs. He's doing it with rappers. And that is tapping into so many emotions in every video and they all have music and they all have voiceovers saying, Hey, I just met this random couple. Like how natural is it, you know, to meet some random couple. It's so engaging to say something like that for somebody and see what the outcome is just a couple of minutes into this, how far it actually came into that story. So those go viral. Magic goes viral. Those things are super engaging. Jokes and stuff go viral. That's what really works for virality. Yeah. Yeah. Alex Temple is his name, right? Yes. Yeah. Chase, I could go, I could go forever, you know, with you on this <laughs> one. Um, you're, because I, I, I can feel the passion and um, the depth of knowledge, you know, here in this conversation is, is, yeah, it's amazing. You know, the platform, you know, the platform. Okay. So in, in summary, um, if you were to just give e-commerce directors or e-commerce founders, you know, um, director consumer e-commerce directors or founders, a step-by-step, just a, you know, list on just getting on with short form content, which, you know, will include Instagram reels and um, YouTube shots. How would you summarize it? And um, that's how we'll probably wrap this up. Yeah. I I don't want to, you know, simplify it too much, but in all honesty, just creating your first piece of content, just getting up and doing it keeping it raw, just getting it out there, getting your first post out there, just do it. I ended up making uh, like super, super raw content. My third post was something that I wasn't even like, it was just this little productivity hack I used on email. I didn't Mm. think it was very cool. I just knew I needed to post content just to get that habit going and me to feel comfortable putting out content. I was Mm -hmm. training myself. I was just, I wasn't, you know, I had zero expectations so much so that literally something I, you know, am not an, true, you know, master. And I just know I have this little productivity hack I use on emails and the thing got a million views. Hmm. What seemed like, I was like, why am I getting a million views on a topic that I don't really talk about Hmm. too much? This is just one little trick I did, but it was because it was so raw and so authentic. Um, and because I wasn't, you know, overly knowledgeable in that space and it wasn't so tactical, anybody could really understand it. Hmm. It was actually, you know, so simplified and so, you know, easy to understand because I wasn't an expert in it. I just knew it was a little hack that I used that was very simple for me. And it resonated with a million people. Mm. And so like, those are the things that, you know, can end up being a big surprise for creators who get onto the platform. Just post, you know, anything that, you know, you feel passionate about, or if it's about your business, just posting, you know, a video of your product. And then what I'd recommend to really learn is what helped me and is what other, I learned from other TikTok experts is one, type in a hashtag of what your business is. If you're, you know, selling candles, go type in hashtag candle and you're going to see so many videos on candles of people literally like 
unboxing the candle, lighting the candle, you know, wafting the candle to smell it, and then like zooming out. And you're going to say, wow, that thing got 600,000 likes and 2.4 million views. I could do that. Mm. Well, that's the point. It's called remixing. Now all you got to do is do that exact thing they did, except with your candle and your setting. And you don't have to put your own spin on it. Just follow that similar model. It's already different because it's unique to you. Mm. And so that's going to allow you to create content that you know is already working for other creators. So that way you can then post and see how it works for you. Nine times out of 10, you'll see it get a lot more engagements than a post that you know you hadn't uh, looked at before. It's incredible stuff, incredible stuff. One thing I've seen on, on TikTok, um, which I, I just found brilliant, I've never seen on any other platform, was like e-commerce owners. So these are like startup e-commerce businesses that probably started over with lockdown. Um, they put in the love and care. They, so they, they just show videos as to how they package their goods, especially when you talked about candle, you know, makers. So they show you how they make the candle, just the attention to detail, the story behind, you know, how they built their brand. And they have like crazy big numbers of us, hundreds of thousands of followers. And all they're doing is just taking you in a moment in time or process um, some of the processes they they do in their business, I'm like, don't these guys ever get you know um, get run out of content? But they're always finding inventive ways to share, you know, aspects people don't see in their business. No business people don't do that. You normally just have an about <laughs> us page that just summarizes how you do it and, and stuff. But these guys are, yeah, they're, they're, they're repeating their about us page in many from many angles. And just telling a story. This is how we put the candles together. This is how we package. This is how I use Canva to to print out, you know, printing labels. This is, you know, these are hacks for shipping. This is how we, we, people just love this thing, the behind the scenes of their companies in such a creative way. I just, that just blows my mind. Yeah. Who would have known such a big growth and trend would happen for unboxing videos and showcasing Mm -hmm. the inspiration of if you're the owner of the, you know, store packaging the product, putting in the fuzz, taping it up, walking it to the delivery truck Mm -hmm. and then waving goodbye as it drives away. There's something so exciting about that. Even Amazon, something where you see your product every day on doorsteps, you know, millions of households see the Amazon product every day, but none of them really see what's going on inside. And even these Amazon workers are just mm-hmm. making TikToks of them boxing up things and they have millions of views. <laughs> Something so fascinating about the unboxing process and boxing process. And oh no, it just works. Okay, so it's 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 been, you know, I'm I'm just on your on your profile now and um I see what you've done in your profile, which is DM me on IG. So you're you're transitioning people from <laughs> TikTok to IG very subtly. Amazing, amazing, amazing. All right. Um, it's, it's been an, an absolute pleasure having you, you know, I've learned a ton. Anyone listening now would have learned a ton, right? So, so where's the best place to, to follow your, 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 your good work, your great work? Yeah, my YouTube, certainly. So Chase, uh, Chapel, C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L. Mm-hmm. A lot of my content is there. There's very long form content. Um, Lots of people absolutely love the content there because it's so transparent. It shows the entire process. We're literally filmed hundreds of ad accounts of us going through uh, client results and walking through step-by-step from start to finish how somebody literally went from spending a dollar to spending a thousand daily in their ad account. And people are just amazed at how much 
you know, you can actually see there mm-hmm. without having to get this filtered content from other creators. And people really do enjoy that. So that's mm-hmm. what we're putting out. We'll, we'll link to it. We'll link to it. And I'll, I'll give you a subscribe. Um, this is an invite for you to come on this show again um, to talk about Facebook ads. Um, because, I, would, yeah. I would love to. Yeah. You're such yeah. a good, uh, you ask so many great questions. You know how well, to get you. knowledge out there and you know how to ask the right questions that go quite deep. All mm-hmm. your questions very very much so had very deep answers. So mm-hmm. I really do enjoy that because that's a lot of value added here. Well, so thank you I really for, do appreciate for it. Appreciate it coming from you. Thank you. Thank you. So, so Chase, um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you, you know, on the show. Um, so guys, please check out his YouTube channel. Um, I'm going to link to it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to definitely link to it in the, in the show notes. Um, other than that, um, Chris is Chase. Sorry, is um, is on ChaseChapelle.com. and um, I could see on 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 the bottom here. You know, you have um, you, know, you have all your socials on here. But it's it's been an absolute pleasure having you. Um, and yeah, all, all the best. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you doing this. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two X E Commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, E-Commerce Growth Accelerator Mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.